Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. I'm Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, the impact it has on us, how we respond to it, how we can exceed the expectations and limitations of this world, in essence, how we can level up and live lives that serve a higher purpose. Again, hello, welcome back to the show. So glad you're here with us. Uh, so glad to be recording today. This is really the first episode of the podcast, I feel like. You know, it's the first episode where I'm really going to dive into actual content. Uh, the, you know, the first episode is the, the kickoff, the foundation, you know, just going over uh, what Transcend Human is all about. Then the second episode was you know, my story, which is great, kind of an obligatory episode, I feel like that every podcast needs. So we got that out of the way. And here we go. You know, this is the the first real episode where we're going to dive in. Uh, Second, I just want to apologize for any background noise you might hear. Uh, Living in Southern California, we have these things called the Santa Ana winds. And they've been really kicking up over the last couple weeks. Uh, It gets really bad at night. Uh, Last night was really bad. I I could barely sleep, uh, you know, with the wind whipping around the corners of the house and uh, tree branches scraping the side of the house. And it seems like every vent in your house um, gets sucked in or out and pops every now and then. And so it's it's just a crazy, crazy time. Uh, For those who live here, you understand what I'm talking about. For those who don't live here, you probably haven't experienced anything like it. So... So if you hear anything during the show in the background, that's probably what it is. Um, Next, uh, I kind of decided I wanted to start each episode with a minute of transparency. So that's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, I think I did that a little bit on the second episode. I kind of apologized for the kickoff episode and, you know, with with me being new to the recording side of things and, and trying to get all the kinks worked out, you know, I'm sure it wasn't the most polished episode in the world um you know nor will this one most likely Uh, we'll we'll live and we'll learn as we go so but today i i think it'd be good to start this at maybe you know at the beginning of each show do this little minute of transparency just for me to um a quick little segment where i can tell you my deepest darkest secrets apologize for things offer corrections to mistakes in previous episodes you know stuff like that um so I think it works well to have it at the top of the show, just get it out of the way. And uh, it, it definitely won't be one minute in length every time. It might be shorter, it might be longer. Um, but here we go, minute of transparency. Uh, so today, um, again, I want to apologize for my voice. Um, it's the only voice I have, and I'm pretty sure I can't change that. Uh, the good thing is that they say nobody enjoys hearing their voice once it's recorded. So. If this is true, there's a chance that, you know, you haven't even thought about it, um, that it's just a personal thing. I hear myself and it's like, oh, that's just rough. Um, so, so there's that. Um, but there are a few things I can work on. So just like a, a singer can work to improve their pitch, um, I can also work on speaking well, um, talking better into the microphone, um, all that good stuff. So... 
uh, one of the issues is I, I typically record these shows early in the morning when everyone else is sleeping. And I've found that because of this, I tend to talk a lot more quietly than I really need to. Uh, you know, I, I catch myself at times being very hushed, very monotone for a long period of time. And then, you know, I, I kind of catch myself doing that and like, oh, my word, what are you doing? You sound like a hermit hermit crab locked in a shell, um, you know, trying to hide from a predator or something. Um, so anyway, just so you know, I hear myself and I know the struggle is real, uh, but practice makes perfect. And that's what I'm working towards. So uh, the more episodes we record, the more comfortable things we'll get. Um, and soon I'll sound like Ryan Seacrest. Well, maybe not. Anyway, that was the minute of transparency for this episode. So let's move on. Today, we're going to do a deep dive into the human condition. Um, I'm so excited. It's um, first real episode and we're really getting to dive into kind of the, the background or the backbone of, of where Transcend Human came from. Uh, we touched on it a bit in the first episode. Uh, the fact that how we respond to the human condition is really the jumping off point for this podcast. So uh, in order to go any further with Transcend Human, we have to have a really firm grasp on what the human condition is. And so that's really what I wanted to do in this show is, is walk through the human condition in four acts. So act one, we're going to talk about the beginning. Act two, we're going to talk about the fall. Act three, the rise of the human condition. And act four, transcend human. So here we go. Act one, in the beginning. Uh, just like I said, in order to understand transcend human, we have to understand the human condition. But in order to understand the human condition, we have to go all the way back to the dawn of time, way back to the beginning before everything started. So from a Judeo-Christian perspective, obviously you have the uh, our origin story, um, you know. And so before we existed, there was God, and God had always been and always will be. No beginning, no end. Time as we know it doesn't apply to God. Uh, because he is so different than us, uh, it's really difficult for us to define him in human terms, right? Because in human terms, we always want to describe things based on when they began or how long they, they'll exist or things like that. And, and there really is no way to describe God that way because he's always been. Um, so it's very difficult for us, like I said, to define him. Um, but one of the terms that we do use when it comes to God is creative. We say that he is a creative being. And we, we say that because if, if you are brought up in the Christian faith, you understand that or you believe that God created humans, right? So as part of that creative process, um, we define him as being creative. So we, we kind of have this view of God that he loves to create, that he created the angels, he created potentially other worlds, um, other forms of creatures, things of that nature, and that Earth and our creative process here was just one of many things that he had set his mind to in terms of the creation process. So he decided to create a race of beings that he could share in the creative process. So, you know, when the Bible describes us being created in his image, um, you know, there's, there's many different levels that people think through that on, but 
but I tend to think of it from the creative side of things. So if God created us in his image and he's a creative being, then he's creating us to be creative, which is a really cool thing when you think about it. Um, you know, we, we create very little things, right? You know, we create products, we create services, we create companies, um, you know, athletes are creative in the way that they play their game. Uh, singers are creative in the way that they create songs. Um, but imagine how much more creative God must be. Um, you know, the, the fact that God is able to snap his fingers and literally create the entire world if he wanted to. It's just a whole different level of creative uh, power. Um it makes me think back to the Avengers movie, uh, Infinity War, where uh, Thanos is like, uh, his his entire world is centered around finding the Infinity Stones. And he has this gauntlet that he wears on his hand. And the whole point of his, his quest is to find each of the Infinity Stones. And as he finds them, he places them in the gauntlet. And eventually when he has every stone, the gauntlet is powered up and he is basically able to snap his fingers and you know he's he's obviously not using it for good he's using it for evil um, but with one snap of his finger he devastates the entire planet um, half the population just disappears um, so God has that level of power and obviously he uses it for good not for evil but he has that much power and I think it's really cool when you when you think about him having that much power and yet when he chose to create us, when he chose to create the world, he chose to take his time. Meaning, he must really want to enjoy the process of creation with us. So, you know, instead of just snapping his fingers, he sectioned things out into days. Right. So on this day, he created this on this day, he created that. Um, and he kind of moved along through the week in the creative process, really enjoying uh, what he was doing. And then when he was done, he said, what? He said, it is good. So, you know, God did his work. He was proud of the work he had done. He saw that it was good. And then he rested and took an entire day just to rest and enjoy what he had created. So that's the beginning that's kind of the, the first act of the human condition. Moving into act two, we have the fall. So God created us. He created the world. Everything was great. Everything was perfect. Um, but that didn't last very long. Um, if you back up a little bit, um, probably even before the creative process started for Earth, um, there was this concept of a war in heaven. So there was a being named Lucifer who was kind of uh, the head of the angelic host or whatever. Um, he, was, he was an angel, but he, he kind of uh, had a higher status than the other angels. Um, and he, he basically decided that God had the kind of power that he wanted to have. So he was jealous and he decided, man, I really wish I could do the things that God does. And, you know, the creative process was one of those things that I think he was really frustrated about, that he wasn't consulted or that he wasn't brought into 
the creative process that, that God undertook. So he turned a bunch of angels against God. He's like, hey, you know, isn't that, isn't that bad that God does all this stuff and we don't get to? And, you know, just over time created dissension among the ranks of angels and, you know, and then eventually picked a fight with God. Um, and, and so, you know, the Bible kind of describes that there was war in heaven. And this war, you know, raged on and at some point, uh, you know, God won, and he removed Lucifer and those with him who joined him, removed them from heaven, and they were banished. The interesting thing is that they were banished to earth, right? Why earth? I don't know. Who knows? Um, but there's a, there's a good chance that the frustration that Lucifer had started to feel was over the creative process when God was creating humans and creating them in his image. And so there's a chance that Satan and, and the, the angels who followed him were banished to earth um, just because it was part of the, the contention that grew between uh, God and between Satan, or between Lucifer, later to be called Satan. So if that's true, it makes sense that, um, you know, once Lucifer came to earth, that he would set his sights on ruining what God created. Uh, but how would he do this? Well, when God created the Garden of Eden, or the, the spot where his creation lived, um, he wanted them to have freedom of choice. Huge, huge concept that basically uh, is the foundation upon everything that we do on earth, right? We have the freedom to choose. And so God wanted that in the Garden of Eden. And so he, in order to give them that freedom of choice, he had to put something in the garden that would test that or that would show that they were choosing him over a different way. And so that thing that he put in the garden was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, it was kind of a, a portal, if you will, for making the decision against God. So, you know, everything in the garden was perfect. Everything Adam and Eve did was perfect. Um, but if they really, truly wanted to choose against God, um, they could go to the tree of knowledge of good and evil and eat the fruit of that tree. And that would show that they did not want to follow God, that they believed that they had a better, uh, better plan. And so Satan, being bound to earth with all of his angels, uh, decided that he would use the tree of knowledge of good and evil, since it was kind of the portal through which he was allowed to operate. Uh, he would use the tree of knowledge of good and evil to win over the humans that God had created. So he crafted a plan. He converted his form into the form of a snake, a, a beautiful snake, uh, something that when Eve walked by the first time, you know, I don't think she had ever seen anything like this snake. And so it was interesting to her. And, and so Lucifer, now called Satan, uh, sprung his trap and he started to speak to Eve and basically converse with her about the things that God had told her and Adam. So, you know, God, God knows that if you eat this fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like him and you will know good from evil. Uh, and, and Eve was like, 
yeah, yeah, that's, you know, God told us that. Um, but he, he made it sound like it was a bad thing, you know, and, and Satan was like, no, no, it's not a bad thing. He knows that you'll be like him. He knows that you'll know good from evil. And so, you know, just got into a debate over what God really meant when he said, don't eat from the tree of the, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and so after that debate, uh, Eve decided, you know, maybe, maybe I'll try it. Maybe God is trying to, you know, hold us back. Maybe he's trying to keep us from really experiencing something great. So she ate the fruit. She took it to Adam, told Adam the same thing. He agreed. So he ate the fruit. And in so doing, uh, they both sinned against God. They both went against that thing that God had asked them not to do. So the crazy thing is, just like Satan said, um, their eyes were opened. Only it wasn't what they were expecting, right? Instead of feeling bigger, better, greater than themselves, they saw the world for what it was. They saw the difference between good and evil. Um, and their eyes were opened up to the fact that there is a controversy behind the scenes. They saw that there was good and evil, that that God was good, and that there was an evil force pushing back against God. Uh, prior to this, humans probably had no understanding that there was a battle going on in heaven. I mean, there's a chance that God had talked to them about it. You know, maybe... You know, the Bible talks about God walking with Adam and Eve uh, in the cool of the evening. You know, there's a chance that he had, had talked about that and talked about how the tree of knowledge of good and evil was, was something that they wanted to stay away from because there was this evil force. And if they chose against God, that things would change. But we don't know that for sure. Um, so at any rate, kind of like most humans today, we, we have to learn things the hard way, right? regardless of whether God told them, you know, that this was coming and that this was a possibility, there's a good chance that, that they just didn't listen, that it went in one ear and out the other, and they had to learn things the hard way. But once sin entered the world, it became painfully obvious. From that point on, they definitely understood the gravity of their mistake, the invasive nature of the controversy that exists between God and Satan, uh, from that day forward, the battle would be a constant thing impacting everything, every decision that they made on earth for the rest of time. And it wouldn't stop impacting humankind until the world ended. And that brings us to Act 3, the rise of the human condition. So this new uh, reality that Adam and Eve found themselves in um, is is the same reality we find ourselves in today, right? It's it's the human condition. It's the thing that we find ourselves stuck in the middle of. This battle between good and evil, we're right in the middle of it, whether we choose to uh, see it or whether we choose to understand it or not. And uh, Transcend Human suggests that this is the essence of the human condition. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, there may have been a very different definition for human condition, right? It, you know, it was probably more like perfection or utopia. Uh, the way that they lived in the Garden of Eden was probably very, very fun. There was no pain. There was no suffering. Life was good. 
but the minute that they were exposed to the sin virus, uh, the human condition became something altogether different. And uh, in, the, in the first episode, I think I referred to controversy theory, which is a, a manuscript I worked on back in 2001. Um, and in that manuscript, I had defined the human condition in the following way. So the human condition is the totality of the human experience seen in these three areas of life. So number one is the life journey. All major milestones from birth to death, things like childhood, education, graduations, relationships, marriage, divorce, children, retirement, all of those things. And then within that framework, you know, even down to the day, daily life experiences that we face. So things, uh, things uh, as simple as a stranger at a grocery store saying hi to you, um, you know, positive things like interactions with family and friends, um, or even, you know, traumatic events like serious car accidents or uh, witnessing the, the death of a loved one or something like that. Um, those are all life experiences that make up the life journey. Uh, number two is your medical condition. So this is you know, any medical issues that you experience in your lifetime that can have an impact on not only your ability to function physically, um, so any kind of a, a handicap or anything like that, uh, as well as just, you know, medical conditions that have an impact on your emotional well-being. And then number three is your mental health throughout your lifetime. So the way that we think, feel, and behave in response to the life experiences that we go through. So that's the human condition, right? The totality of those three areas, your life journey, your medical condition, and your mental health throughout your lifetime. So if we bring it all together, we could kind of explain it in the following way. Uh, There is an ongoing battle between God and Satan for the heart or the allegiance of every human being on earth, past, present, and future. This battle is behind the scenes, but with the introduction of the sin virus, uh, it has invaded the world around us in tangible ways that impact our life experiences, our medical conditions, and our states of mental health. So that's kind of a, a broad summary of everything from, you know, the, the human condition at the beginning to how the human condition impacts us today. So if we break that little paragraph apart, we have four different concepts. We have the battle that exists between God and Satan because there was war in heaven and uh, Satan was sent to earth. So the battle exists here on earth as well. Uh, Number two, we have controversy theory is the whole concept that God and Satan are actually in a battle over us, a battle for our hearts, for our allegiance. Uh, Number three is the concept of the sin virus. So the concept that before Adam and Eve, life was perfect, uh, but you know, the, the one bad decision that they made basically opened us up to sin and knowing good from evil. Uh, and unfortunately, they chose evil by sinning, and it's, you know, affected us like a virus affects us uh, ever since. And then finally, the human condition, the fact that the battle, the controversy, and the sin virus all impact us every single day of our lives as we walk through life. So that's a very concise summary, if you will, of the rise of the human condition. Um, And so act four is where transcend human comes into play. So knowing all of this about uh, the human condition, where it came from, how it impacts us, the the three different areas of our life where it impacts us, um, 
you know, what, what should that do? What, what's next after you know that information? Um, you know, should it, should it impact us in any way? Should it impact how we think, how we act, uh, how we behave, uh, the decisions we make on a daily basis, all of those things? Well, yeah, of course. Um, you know, that, that is what Transcend Human is all about. Once we fully grasp what the human condition is and how it impacts us, it's up to, de- it's up to us to decide uh, how we're going to live from that point forward. It's not amazing. We get to decide that whole thing, that whole freedom of choice thing again, right? It's, it's that huge element that God built into uh, what it means to be human when he created us. So we get to choose freedom of choice. We get to choose between these two options, really. I mean, there are, there's you know hundreds of different ways you can respond to things, but I, I really want to focus on two buckets, right? Two high-level buckets of here's the, the two different ways that you can respond to the human condition. So the first one is just to ignore it all, right? Pretend that you didn't just hear this, live your life as if it is happening to you as if you have no control over it, um, give in to things, react to things, uh, grab everything the world has to offer so that you can feel good or in, in some way feel like momentary happiness, things like that. Or uh, the other option is to decide that you want to transcend human. And the difference with transcend human is to think ahead, to be proactive, right? To live life fully aware that the human condition is impacting us in a certain way, to realize that we have the freedom of choice in in deciding how we respond to it, and then, you know, making decisions based on that ahead of time rather than just reacting in the moment and often reacting poorly. So at the end of the day, that's really it. Uh, transcend human really is that simple in theory. Uh, of course, it's when we try to operationalize it that it becomes difficult. But that's the challenge of transcend human is to is to understand that we are all involved in the human condition, that it impacts everyone the same, but that it's our response that's important. Because we have the freedom of choice, we can choose how we respond. And that's really the challenge that we'll live with throughout our entire life. We may not make great decisions at the beginning, but over time uh, and with life experience, you keep working toward that goal and it gets a little bit easier uh, with with every good decision that you make. So I think that about wraps up um, this episode on the human condition. Uh, In the next few episodes, we're going to dive into some fairly practical things as well. Um, next time we're going to tackle, tackle the happiness debate head on. Um, basically, you know, is, is it our goal in life to be happy or are there higher, uh, aspirations than just being happy? So that'll be a fun episode and, uh, and we'll kind of go into that. And then, uh, after that, we'll kind of dive into the concept of worldliness, uh, what it means to be of this world. Uh, giving into things that the world would have you pursue versus, um, you know, transcending that and and thinking about the, the higher purpose in life. And so, so those are two things coming up. Uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. And until then, be safe and keep transcending human.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find ways to contact us and how to access social media channels. If you like the show, you can help us by doing the following. First, tell a few friends about the show. Uh, There's nothing better than word of mouth marketing. Second, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, This will make it easier to find the show and encourage others to check us out. Uh, Thanks again for subscribing, and we'll see you next time.